I just have to preface, I have been sick this week and my throat is still suffering. So if I, if I take a little bit of water here and there, you can forgive me. <laughs> Are you glad to be here tonight? Thanks, Eric and Jane. They're glad. Is anyone else glad to be here tonight? Great. It's great to have you with us. I'm glad that you could be here tonight. It's so good to come and celebrate and worship God, eh? It's good to lift him up. I want to start by telling you a little bit of a story from when I was younger. I think I was around about eight or so when this happened. I, I was younger than 10 at least. And my family, we were up here in Christchurch on holiday one summer. See, I grew up down in, down in Dunedin, but we had family friends who lived here in Christchurch. And so we would regularly come up and we'd visit them over the summer. They had a pool. It was a whole lot of fun. And we'd, we'd come and stay with them. And so we were here in Christchurch and we were getting ready to go on a family outing. We were going to go somewhere and do something, but my mum, bless her heart, had lost her purse again, and, um, and so we were running around, and I was, fr- I was distraught, you see, because for me, that purse equaled food, you know, that purse equaled McDonald's, that purse equaled an ice cream, so I'm distraught going, I need to find this purse, and mum's running around going, we need to find this purse, and so we're searching high and low for this purse, and we can't seem to find it anywhere. So mum decides that the situation has gotten dire enough. The situation is serious enough that we need to call in some spiritual cavalry. You know, we need to call in some spiritual heavyweights. We need a man of God to intercede on our behalf that God would reveal to us the location of this purse. So as an eight-year-old, she turns to me and says, Jono, I need you to pray and find out where this purse is. I go, okay, thanks, mum. That's great. So I go and sit down on the couch, and I go, okay, God, where is mum's purse? Where is mum's purse? And I sat there for a bit, and I thought, and I thought. And then you know how in a pram, there's a, there's a carry basket that runs along the, along the base of it where you kind of throw everything. That was what popped into my mind, just all of a sudden, carry basket in the purse. Uh, carry basket under the pram, sorry. And so I went to mum, I said, mum, where's the pram? And she goes, oh, it's, it's in the boot of the car. So we go outside, we open up the boot, we pull out the pram, uh, unfold it, and there in the carry basket was mom's purse. Thank you, Jesus. So I share that story because for me, I actually think, I can't remember a time earlier than that, I think for me that was the first time I really heard God speak. That was the first time where I had gone to God with a problem and he had provided an answer to me. Now, could it have been a coincidence? Sure, it probably could have been. Could it have been that that's a likely place to lose a purse? Yes, it could have, but we had been searching high and low for this thing. We'd been searching in all of the logical places. It wasn't until we took a step back and we asked God for his perspective that we were able to get the answer we were looking for. It was when we heard a word from God that we were able to respond to what he had said. It was when we'd heard a word from God that we could respond to what he had said. And this year, we feel that God has spoken to us as a church. We feel that as a church, he has spoken to us, that he has spoken to us to plant a campus in the Selwyn region, to plant a campus, to plant an outpost, to extend our reach and our influence into the Selwyn region. We feel that he has spoken to us asking us to respond to his heart that the world would get a chance to know his son, Jesus. And so we are responding to that because we have heard God 
speak. We've, we're responding to that because we as a church have heard God speak. But the thing is, is that God wants to speak to you in your life as well. God wants to speak to us corporately as a church, but he also wants to speak into every area that's going on in your life as well. And so tonight, I would love if we together could actually have a look at some of the ways that God commonly likes to speak to us, his people, and hopefully you can leave tonight with some practical things to think about as you seek God for his plan for your life this year. Now, there are many situations in which we don't need a word from God to respond to. I don't need to wait for God to speak to me in order to love someone else. You know, I don't need to wait from a, from a word from heaven in order to tell someone I know about Jesus. I don't have to wait for a word from, a, I don't need to wait for a word from God in order to jump on a team or to give regularly and be part of my church. But there are some situations where we do need heaven's intervention. There are some situations that we find ourselves in where we need God's guidance. We need to hear what he has to say. And a few weeks ago, if you weren't here, we came forward and we, we had cards that said yes on them and we put them here at the front and it was a symbolic representation of saying to God, I'm saying yes to your plan. I'm saying yes to everything you have for me. I'm saying yes without any strings attached. Lord, I'm in for what you have. And I actually think that part of saying yes to him, saying yes to God is also saying yes to listening to him. Saying yes to God is also saying yes to listening to him, to trying to hear his voice and hear what he's wanting to speak into your life. And so there are many different ways that God can speak to us because we're all wired so differently, which is wonderful. So he speaks to us in many different ways. But these are some of the ways that we find that God seems to speak pretty commonly and pretty regularly. And the awesome thing is, is that we don't need to, hearing from God is not some massive spiritual endeavor that we have to go on. It's not some pilgrimage that we take to gain some higher enlightenment and now we can commune with God. The fact of the matter is, is that God desires a relationship with you. God desires a relationship with you and the primary way that relationships are built is through communication. Relationships are built upon communication and so God is actively wanting to communicate with you, to speak to you, to speak into your life and the things that he's got in store for you. John 10 verse 27 says that my sheep, that's being you and I, followers of Jesus, my sheep hear my voice, I know them, they follow me. My sheep hear my voice, I know them, they follow me. But you can't hear a voice if it's not being spoken. You can't hear a voice if it's not being spoken. Jesus is actively speaking to us and moving. He's wanting to build that relationship with you in your life. So what are some of the ways that we can hear from God? What are some of the ways that we feel God speak to us? 2 Timothy 3 verse 16, all scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people for every good work. All scripture is inspired by God. Or you may have heard it put, as other translations say, all scripture is God-breathed. All scripture is God-breathed. It's his breath. It's his voice. It's him speaking to us. I mean, we call it the word. We call the Bible the word. God uses scripture, the Bible, to speak to us on many different levels. 
And in fact, that you could, you could argue that the Bible is God's primary way of speaking to us. It's his, his main way of communicating with us. Its very existence points to the fact of God speaking to humanity. The reason it is here is because God has spoken to us, but he can use it to speak into very specific circumstances that you're facing in your life. He can use it to give us wisdom over particular matters, or as we've read before, to equip his people for every good work. So how do we hear God through his word? How do we hear God speak by reading words on a page? I find that for me in my life, there's many different ways, but I find for me in my life, one of the ways I seem to hear God speak is when a verse just seems to jump off the page. You know, I'll just be reading it, reading a chapter, reading a passage, and there'll be a verse that just suddenly captures my attention that I can't seem to get past. It might be a verse that I hadn't noticed before or a verse that is relevant to something in my life. It might be a verse that's challenging, a verse that convicts me a little bit, but it just seems to, to leap off the page at me. It just seems to capture my attention and hold it there, hit me right in my heart. And I often find that when I then stop and realize that, and I go back and I read over that verse, or I'll read the wider chapter again a bit more intently, that's when I'll seem to find God will start to speak and reveal things in my life, reveal things in it. So that's one way that God begins to speak to us. Or I've had many times where I'm going through a rough situation, where I'm facing things that I don't want to be facing, or I'm going through, I'm feeling emotionally, I'm feeling down, spiritually, I'm feeling down. And then I'll be reading through scripture and there'll be a passage that'll just seem to, I don't know if you've had this, but it'll just seem to lay out exactly how you're feeling right then and there. It'll just seem to list the emotions that you're going through, the thought patterns you have when you're starting to feel away from God. But then you read a passage in Joshua where it says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. And it starts to speak right into where you are at your life. And when that happens for me, I often find I move to tears because I find it's God speaking to me, reminding me that he's still with me. Reminding me, no, I haven't left you. You may feel like I'm far away, but I'm right there with you. I'm in the midst. I know what's going on. And so he can use that to emotionally encourage us to bring life into our bones again. Or other times I found when I need wisdom in a situation, when I'm facing a decision I have to make, or there's something I need wisdom around, Scripture can provide that. When you read through Proverbs, the way you deal with people, interact with others, is amazing, and it can give us so much insight and guidance through that. So can I encourage you, the next time you are reading your Bible, the next time you pick up some scripture, pick up a passage, can I encourage you to go into it and, and just before you start, ask God, what are you going to speak to me today? What are you going to say through this? Maybe ask him for something, Lord, I need guidance around something. Can you speak to me through your word? Lord, I'm facing something. I need some encouragement. Can you speak to me through your word and see what happens as you go through Another way that we find God speaks to us is through prayer. It's through our prayer. Because the thing is, prayer is really the basis of all our communication with God. It's really the foundation of all our communication with Him. And I find prayer such a fascinating thing. It's such an interesting thing. You see, we had a prayer meeting here this past Thursday night. We had a prayer meeting where some of us came together and we prayed, and we prayed over the upcoming campus plant. We prayed uh, into our mission partners all around the world and, and over this church. And I always seem to find that I leave those prayer meetings more energized than when I arrived. 
I leave those meetings more encouraged, more full and ready to take on what God has for me than when I arrived. I've had times, I'll admit, where I don't wanna be at the meeting. We're going is tough, but then I get there and I start it. And then when I leave, I'm going, man, I'm glad I pushed through. I'm glad I got uncomfortable because prayer is so vital for our lives and for our growth. So much so that Pastor Tark Barna from Church Unlimited said to us that as our expectation on God rises, as our vision grows, as we wanna see God do more, our prayer has to rise to match it. And so as you wanna see God move more in your life, your prayer has to continue to increase. So can I encourage you just to do a plug, not this coming Thursday, but I think the Thursday following, we're gonna be here again having a prayer meeting. Can I encourage you to put it in your diaries now, like get out your phone and put it in there because it's such a vital part of your growth and who you are, but it's also one of the ways that God will speak to us. It's one of the ways that he speaks to us, where you can be praying and suddenly a thought will just pop into your mind. It just suddenly seems to come out of nowhere and you think, I don't know if that was, was my thought, I'm not sure, but it just seems to sit there and it's a bit unusual. Or it might not be a thought, it might be an image, or it might be an emotion that you start to feel. It might be a person that God reminds you of or a scenario that you go through. And that feeling just seems to rest in your heart and that's often an indication that God is speaking to you. Not always, not always, it might just been the food that you had earlier, but sometimes it's an indication that God is speaking and moving in your life. To use an example from my life, a few years ago, I was facing a situation where I, um, I knew, I, I was pretty sure I knew what God's plan was. I knew he was gonna do something, but there was something that had to happen before we got there. There was this thing that had to happen, but it wasn't happening. For whatever reason, I was waiting and waiting and waiting, and this thing wasn't happening. So I started to think, well, maybe, maybe I could take matters into my own hands. Maybe I could, maybe I could kickstart God's plan a little bit. I could, go and, I could go and initiate this thing and make this thing happen. But I thought, no, I'll get some wisdom first. So I started praying about it. And as I was praying, I felt this phrase drop into my mind, don't become Abraham. Don't become Abraham. And I stopped. I thought, that's a strange thought. That's a strange thing. Lord, what, is, what does that mean? And so as I started to think about that a bit more, I was reminded of, the, of Abraham's two sons. Abraham had two sons, Ishmael and Isaac. And many years ago, Abraham had been promised by God. He had been given a promise from God that his descendants, that he, that he would become the father of many nations that Abraham would become the father of many nations and all the nations of the world would be blessed through him and his offspring. Yet as they got older, him and his wife got older, they got a little bit past their prime, they kept getting older, they still hadn't had a child. They still hadn't had a child. So they, had, they arranged, they thought that, right, we're gonna take matters into our own hands. And so they arranged for a son to be born to them through one of their servants. They, Abraham went, slept with one of their servants and they gave birth to Ishmael. And it, but the thing is, it wasn't God's plan. And ended up more harm ended up coming from that decision than good. And then later on down the track, we learn actually that Sarah, Abraham's real wife, the one who God had promised would give her a child, she gets pregnant and they give birth to Isaac, just as God said they had. And Isaac went on to father Jacob, who later became Israel. And from that, we uh, have Jesus through all the nations of the world would be blessed. So God had it under control. And I feel like when God spoke to me and said, don't become Abraham, he was reminding me, look, don't take matters into your own hands. I've got this sorted. Trust me, my plan is working. Just because you can't see it right now doesn't mean I'm not working in the background. I've got it under 
control. So I thought, right, okay, that's a good, that's a good message. I'll leave it. And then lo and behold, a few weeks later, that situation ended up happening naturally and everything got resolved the, exactly the way I feel God had intended it. And it was so much better than if I had gone and intervened. And so all because I was able to hear a word from God and respond to it through my prayer. So God speaks to us through our prayer. Can I have the band come back and join me? But the thing is that I find so annoying about those two things. We can hear God speak to us through our prayer. We can hear God speak to us through reading his word. But the thing that still frustrates me so much is that they are both so unbelievably unscientific. They are both so unbelievably unscientific. It's so easy to look at those things and start being skeptical for the doubts to set in. Oh, no, I didn't really think that thought. That, I, so that, was, that thought wasn't from God. I came up with that. Oh, no, that emotion I'm feeling, no, that was just me. That's not God actually moving. Or it's easy for other people to look at it and go, well, no, it's just your thought. You, how do you know God gave that to you? But when you have it, you can't explain it. It just seems to be that somewhere deep down that you just know that you know that you know that you know that that wasn't you, that that was something else. In the innermost part of you, you just seem to know. But I've often wondered, God, why don't you just make it more obvious? Why not make it more obvious? Why can't we just hear an audible voice in this auditorium as loud as I'm speaking right now? Why can't I just hear a voice in my head showing me the path? Why can't I just know A through to Z the way it's all gonna work out and have it all mapped out. You know, I've said yes to you, God. I've said yes. I want to work out your plan in my life. I want to follow you, follow you all the days of my life and see many people blessed through what you're gonna do. Why can't I just have the full story right now? Why can't it just be clear to me right now? And to be honest, I don't know the full answer. I don't know the full answer. But what I've realized is that when I feel God speaking to me, when I feel like God has said something or asked me to do something, and yes, even though there's still that 10% in the back of my mind that's going the, the but, 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 the what if, the, oh, what if it's just me? What if it's not God? What if it all goes wrong? But when I have that in the back of my mind and yet I'm still obedient, when I still go and go, oh, Lord, I'm gonna be obedient, I'm gonna step out and do what you've asked me, then I'm doing what we in Christianity call taking a step of faith. I'm taking a step of faith because I'm, I'm going, Lord, I'm not 100% sure of what's going on right now. I'm not 100% sure I know what's happening. I'm 90% sure that this is your plan, but there's still the 10% of me that's going, I don't know. In fact, in fact, I don't know so much that when I do step out, Lord, I need you to meet me there. I need you to fill in the gap. And that is what faith does. Faith fills in the gap. Was going, God, I'm pretty confident of what you're saying. I'm pretty confident I know where you're leading, but I still am gonna need you to meet me on the other side. And faith is what fills that gap. It's where faith is activated. And you go, well, Jono, why is faith so necessary? Why is it such an important part? And I'll tell you why. It's because faith, we as humans, I, we seem to need faith. We seem to need faith because when we don't place our faith in God, where does our faith fall? It falls in ourselves. Our faith falls back in ourselves. If I have no faith in God, then all of my faith rests on myself, rests on my own abilities, my own strengths, my own talents. But there are situations that we face where our own abilities and talents are only gonna get us so far. 
There are gonna be situations that we face where we need God to come through in, where we need God to see these things happen. And Luke, Luke 18 verse 27 says, what is impossible for man is possible for God. What is impossible for man is possible for God. Our own abilities will only get us some of the way. Our own talents will only get us some of the way, but we need God to fill in the rest. What is impossible is now possible. We need faith. And so perhaps God only shows us a little bit of the picture. He only shows us the next step rather than the whole plan. Because if we knew it all, if we had the full plan, the full roadmap, why would we need him? If I could see the whole plan and I could outwork my life exactly according to that plan, it would be so easy for me to get down the road and look back at all the things that have happened and go, oh, well, I did that in my own strength. I did that in my own accord. I didn't need God to make those things happen. But if that was the case, then I would never have grown. I would never grow. I would never learn. I would never take any risks. And I would never spend any time with God. I would never exercise any faith. And that means nothing impossible would ever happen. If I was doing it all in my own strength, nothing impossible would ever happen. Because what is impossible for man is possible for God. And so I think God only sometimes shows us a little bit of the picture so that we continue to trust in Him, to continue to rely on Him to come through. And when we take a step out and go, Lord, I need you to meet me here in this. But through that, we're gonna see more amazing things happen and not just us as a church, but in our personal lives as well. And so can I encourage you, as this is, that is, this is a year that's all about responding to God, this is a year that is all about responding to God, then if you've said yes to his plan, if that's been your response, can I encourage you to make this year a year where you try and hear from him more regularly? Where you try to hear his voice speaking to you in your life about the things that are going on in your workplace, the things that are going on in your family. What is God speaking to you through? The next time you read your Bible, be listening for what he has to say. The next time you spend time in prayer, be attentive to those thoughts that drop into your mind. Maybe that person that God places on your heart to go and talk to. Maybe it's an image or, or something, but be attentive to those things that come into your heart. And then be obedient to what he's saying. Be obedient to what he's saying. Maybe get some wise counsel, go and bring it to someone, but take that step of faith. Going, God, I don't have the full picture. I don't have it all figured out, but I know that you're gonna meet me there when I'm stepping out. I'm gonna, you're gonna meet me there when I'm out of my comfort zone, when I'm doing something for you. Where we need God to come through. So can we stand? I'm gonna pray for us and we can go into a time of worship again. Thank you, Father. Lord, we know that you're a God that desires relationship with us. You're a God that desires to have connection with us. And to build relationship, you know we need communication. And so, Father, we thank you that you speak to us, that you desire to communicate with us, to speak into our lives, to show us areas to improve on, to show us the right things to do, the right paths to take, that you're an active God, 
You're an involved God. And so Lord, this year as we've responded to you, as we've said yes to your plan and your calling, would we be a church that is attentive to your voice? Would we be a people that know your voice, that are hearing you speak day in, day out, as you continue to lead and guide us? And we know that when we step out in faith, that impossible things can happen. Where you say, what is impossible for man is now made possible in me. And we praise you for that, Jesus. And we thank you for the things that we're gonna see down the road where you're gonna do the impossible in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Let's sing together.